Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we think Malcolm is ready. So pure finesse here oh, with please. the crew, Jacob Murchison, and yours truly, Malcolm Govies. Malcolm, did you know they were giving away un unregistered tickets to the gun show today? Um, I didn't know, but they're here. They're here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Just a free yeah. show to Jay. That's right. Uh, yeah. Jay loves seeing my guns. Um, I, I'm sure everyone else does too, but Jay especially. Especially. Like, yeah, especially, right. Yeah, being cooped up at home for all getting on 11 months now. Uh, I'm missing the gun show. I have, yeah. you know, because it used to be like a usual ritual that I used to have once every, I don't know, six, seven days, you know. And Malcolm was so kind as to give me a free pass this time because usually it's about $29.99 annual subscription. And a punch to the stomach. Stomach. Well, now we're reliving things, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, that's uh, what you call it. Is that the worth the price of admission, would you say? Yeah, that's the exactly what it is. Yeah, but you have to be in the right certain set of mind, don't you? To you have to be in a certain mind. Yeah, you have to be worthy. To be worthy of the uh, the punch to the gut, and I think V Watts have to do with uh, that certain mindset. Who? V Watts from the Cotty Springs. Oh no, I don't think so. No, really, no. I think that's the a certain day of the week that happens to start with twisted, and it's between Monday and Wednesday. Thursday. Oh. Oh, no, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, if you want to give me more headaches, <laughs> I'm sure I can get more tickets to the gun show. But today, we're going to be talking about the NBA, and it's just about that time where it's actually going to be an all-star game in the next couple of weeks. So that's the unofficial meaning of the mid-season break. So, Malcolm, would you surprise to me that if we were talking three months ago that we would have actual an all-star game? No, I don't think any of the players expected it either. As you, a lot of people can tell if you follow basketball, the players aren't big fans of having an all-star game this year, especially with um, just how tired they're getting because of people getting injured, people getting out of COVID. So there's more people having to step up and play bigger roles and they're getting more tired. So even LeBron being the number one guy saying, I don't think we need an all-star game. So I'm surprised, but. Every year, it's not something I really look forward to. I kind of look forward to the dunk contest. Dunk and contest. Yeah, dunk contest and three-point contest is what really all I watch. And then the All-Star game, it's been a bit better in the past years than recent years, but still, it's not as fun to watch. And yeah, like 20 it's years. just it's a nice thing to fill on a Sunday after Sunday evening when nothing else is on. Yeah, but, no football. Yeah, I just want to talk about injuries for a second. If you play any any fantasy basketball, I think your team would be absolutely riddled with injuries. I'm just going to pull up my fantasy roster because if you, I think I probably have the most injuries of all time I think for so. a fantasy <laughs> basketball season. This is my other league, Malcolm. This isn't with you. But oh, if, you look, if I look at my team here, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players who are injured and just to name some names, Kevin Love has been injured the whole season, Laurie Merkin yeah. and James Wiseman, Evan Fournier, Anthony Davis, who's out for a month now. Yeah. And Kevin Durant. So we are injury riddled to say the least, but Malcolm, we're not talking about injuries today. We're going to talk about what we've been seeing for the last, for the first three months of the NBA seasons. You want to start with the most surprising teams for the good. For yeah. The start yeah, and I think the one team that just stuck out in my mind right away, they're not even like above 500, but still have the fact that they're as good as the New York Knicks. You have to say it with the accent. The Knickerbockers. I'm not saying it with you. You can say it with <laughs> Knickerbockers. Okay, let's calm down, Jack Armstrong. It's the New York Knicks. Bonjour. Um, right. And they're 14 and 16. 
They're 14 and 16 this year, and uh, they've got a few guys playing really good basketball that we'll kind of get into later. But I'm just surprised they're not outside of a playoff spot right now because no one really expects the Knicks are the Knicks, right? You expect them to be maybe bottom three in the East every year. Right now, I'm, I think they're sitting they're sitting at seventh place right now in the East, right behind the, your Toronto Raptors, and we're right behind my Boston Celtics. So I'd say the New York Knicks, for me, are the biggest surprise so far. Yeah, for the better, because like you said, they're really known as the bottom-feeding team in the NBA. And just one guy that kind of stands out for obvious reasons is the Maple Mamba, R.J. Barrett. He's got 69 points per game for six, and 6 points of rebounds per game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Coach Tibbs, uh, he knows how to get the best out of his players, whether it's like, tearing ACLs or broken necks, whatever you want to call it. But R.J. Barrett's playing well in the second season. And if you want to, you know, New York, can chew you up and spit you out with the media that they have because they're arguably the they are the biggest city in North America and probably the most ruthless media base besides Toronto hockey. So yeah, RJ Barrett's really had to know how to grow as a player and as a person to play very well in New York. And he's proven it right now because I don't think a lot of people would say that he would be averaging 16 and a half points per game. Again, the minutes that he's getting, yeah. getting out over, over 33 and a half minutes per game. A uh, team that's also surprising for, again, good reasons also is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, CP3 sneakily should be an MVP candidate, the one way he, what he's doing down in the mm-hmm. desert. Um, him, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Aiden coming off uh, PED suspension. He's kind of came into <laughs> his own, again, second season. So he's kind of come into his own as a pretty good center in the NBA. I think he's a top 15 fantasy player in centers. Um, and, you know, we talked about the start of the season, you know, um, the first couple of weeks, like Phoenix pulling together, the one role player we talked about was Jay Crowder, and he is the again yeah. we love talking three and D on this podcast, and he is one of the best three and D players in the NBA. And uh, yeah. Monty Williams, you know, they were eight in the bubble last year, and he's carrying on that like goodwill into 2021. Yeah, I like the way that the Phoenix Suns are running things this year. I don't think it comes most of us doesn't come as a shock that cp3 is playing well still because you see what he did with the thunder and he brought them into the playoffs he's kind of doing it better now with some better weapons on their team jake crowder devin booker deandre Ayton. um so it's great to see there's like 17 and 10 i think so they're like top five in the west which i didn't think would happen i don't know if you thought that would happen either but i didn't think they'd be there so that's really nice to see. But another team in the West that's really stuck out to me as well are the San Antonio Spurs. And they're right behind the Phoenix Suns. I think they're like 17 and 11. Um, but like names like DeJounte Murray, who's having a great season so far. He can get triple doubles with steals almost. <laughs> it seems like uh, Kelvin Johnson and then DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Kelvin yeah. Johnson. Kelvin Johnson. A sneaky good player this year. Top 10 fantasy player in power forward center ranges. Yeah. Picked him up last week and he's done nothing well. You know, this week is kind of not because of uh, all the you know, weather happening in Texas right now, eh? Yeah, I know. All of the counties in Texas, snowstorms, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. You know, Canada, they know how to do it right with the snow. Because, you know, I know I was in Vegas probably 14 years ago and there was a snowstorm there and the whole city shuts down because they don't have the uh, power, like the... Uh, the plows and the ice and the shovels yeah. to accommodate everything. So once the snow hits and, you know, honestly, the, <laughs> the snow that's hitting Texas right now, we'd be shut down in Canada and they have no tools to stop it. So yeah. they are struggling. I would say so. Uh, but yeah, back to the Spurs. I just think 
they're playing great so far. They're coming out winning games. I people don't think that they're supposed to win. I know last season it's they didn't look like the same old Spurs, right? Not making it into the playoffs or anything. Um, I think maybe the year before too was it the year before they ended that drought, or was the last year? Last year was last year. Okay, so they're kind of they don't want they're not a team that's used to being out of the playoffs. So I think uh, Coach Pop wants to get back in the playoffs, and he's running things as well right now with his weapons. Yeah, and the star player on that team is. DeMar DeRozan, like there's no ifs yeah. or buts about it. And he's in a contract year, so he's going to have to play his way to a, because, you know, he was getting the max off of his contract before. And, you know, he's a lot of, a lot of smack about him not being able to hit threes and doesn't have much of a outside the arc. And he's just mid range. But if they're winning basketball games and they're seven games above 500, I don't see much, I don't see where there's much complaining to do on the end of San Antonio. Greg Popovich knows what's up. Yeah, yeah. Do you see Pop this like off camera, off camera? Do you see Pop retiring in five years? I I would probably see him retiring in five years. I'd say like three or four more seasons. Um, if he if they can't make a deep run, I don't know if they will with this competitive league. But if they can't like make a deep run, I think he'll just call it quits and uh, someone else will take over. Yeah, Becky Hammond, Becky first, Hammond woman, first female coach in NBA history, waiting to happen. Yeah, another team, Portland Trailblazers. Uh, you know what time? I think uh, if, if my time sees correctly, it's Dame time right now, and it's been a lot of Dame time for the last two and a half months yeah. for uh, Portland, and he's played out of his world. He's number three, I believe, in fantasy point guards. Yeah, he's not. Um, he's unbelievable. Uh, limitless range for Damian Lillard, and CJ McCollum hasn't been on the floor much this year. He's been but out when he is. It's been uh, it's been pretty really one really really fun to see. And who do you, the only guy who should be called Mellow? Carmelo Anthony yes. is playing Thanks. very, very good basketball. And Ennis Cantor, I mean, he's probably one of the better because uh, Yusuf Nurkic hasn't played much at all this year. And Andrew Ennis too. Cantor has stepped up and played very, very good basketball for Portland. And they're in the top half of the Western Conference right now. So they got it cooking up in yeah, Oregon. Before, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. If they had CJ, like you said, if they had CJ for the amount of games that Dame's been in as well, I think they'd be maybe top two, maybe top three in the West because of how good CJ McCollum is and how well, like he's one of those players that's better in real life than in 2K, right? <laughs> and, and there's only a few players, I would say. So he's just so crafty in the way things, he, the way you can run the floor and everything. So you just um, been talking had, some noise about JJ Watt coming to the Browns. No, no, no. TJ was, TJ was out there shoveling his driveway. I think he'll come to the Steelers. Oh yeah, Houston. I forgot where he was for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the last team we want to talk about that's been a big surprise um, the Indiana Pacers and they've been playing good and they were a good team last year too they're a good team this year uh, they have Malcolm Brogdon uh, on their team and he's been good ever since coming over from Milwaukee should be an all-star he should be an all-star honestly just the way he's been playing he's had a few games where he's like kind of bricking the ball around but he'll make up for that in the next three or four games playing his heart out so I think they've been play, they've been pretty good this year. They're fourth, I think, in the East too. But the East, obviously, way the West, way more competitive than the East. Like, if they were in the well, West, you had a be, bunch of teams bunched up in the East, right? Like, there's no yeah. like two. There's not one or two really, really good teams like there are in the West. Yeah, because it's really it's Philly and everybody else in the East right now. Because right now, if you're eighth, you're about two and a half games out of fourth. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. really, really, really bunched up right now. Actually, if I'm looking at it, only one game out of one and a half out of fourth, if you're eighth right now. So <laughs> it's crazy. It's really crazy right now. It's super, super close. I don't mind, to tell you the truth. 
but Indiana fired their head coach last year, right? Like Nate McMillan, and they weren't they weren't satisfied with first round or first and second round spots in the playoffs. So they went and hired uh, Nate Bjorgren. If you're any Raptors fans, you know that name, Nate Bjorgren, because he was on a parade under Nick Nurse's staff when they won, oh, the 2019 NBA championship. Thank you very much. So they kind of, they rallied around Nate Bjorgren very well. And Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner, uh, played very, very good basketball for the Indiana Pacers. And you cannot talk about Indiana without my boy, from the Crichton Blue Jays, Dougie McBuckets. Thank you very much. The sharpshooter from Nebraska. I, I, I just want to say about Miles Turner first is he's one of those guys, right, who can lead the league in blocks and then go down the other floor and make a three-pointer consistently. And there's not a lot of guys that can do that. There's not have, There haven't been a lot of guys who can do that throughout NBA history. So I think Miles Turner is really one of those underrated centers in the league. And I think he's up for Depoy this year. If he's continuing to play the way he's playing, oh I think God. he's a Depoy, Waskang. Yeah. <laughs> so we're on the other end of the spectrum and the teams that have been underwhelming, to say the least, so far in the two and a half months of the NBA season. And the first one, I think, is no doubt the Miami Heat. And you want to chalk that up to bad play. You want to chalk that up to COVID. You want to chalk that up to injuries. They haven't been good. They haven't been good but they're on the mend right now because they're getting the players back, right? Jimmy Butler has missed a, a lot of games to start off the season while the, for COVID protocols. Yeah. Um, so they're on the, they're on the mend, you know, they have, they don't have to make a long climb up the, up the board in the East right now, but it's not that hard to, right? I think an under 500 team right now would make the playoffs as of right now. Yeah, there's three under 500 teams that would make the playoffs right now. So but I want to look uh, into that very like much right now. So. Yeah, it's not it's not that big of a deal right now, but they're a game and a half out as of right now, midseason. Um, but they're only 11th place, and like you said, there's just so many injuries, COVID, and everything. But and I if you make if you make 10th, if you make 10th place, you get in the play-in tournament. True, I forgot about that. So you just got to be top 10. Um, but I think a lot of people expected them not to be as good as they were in the bubble last year, as like a lot of players, I, I know I didn't ex I, like, I expect them coming to the season, be like a seventh, sixth seed, um, like right off the bat and just playing great. But because of everything that's happened so far, they're, they've fallen off a little bit. Uh, Tyler Hero, he's been playing okay, but not the same. Duncan Robinson, not playing the same either. Uh, so they need their role guys to step up too, I think. Next one on the list is Dallas Mavericks. Um, to see a team that has Luka Doncic be under 500 is very, very yeah. puzzling. It, I don't like to see it because Luca is one of my favorite players in this league. I'm surprised that they're under 500 right now. Are you surprised he plays point guard? I'm not surprised just because of the way he can pass the ball and everything. He's, you know, he's one of those guys that can go and drop a triple double on your head. So I'm not surprised they can pay, play point guard at all. I don't think. So I had a conversation with Luca, not Luca Doncic, but our Luca about hey. how I think Luca shouldn't be playing point guard. I think he should be playing two or three. But he can be the primary, okay. the primary ball handler. Just bear with me for a second. I think they just need more. They need more spacing on the court because yeah. um, they're they're pretty big. Like most of their uh, rest of the players are, you know, taller than Luca. And Luca's no slouch. I think he's six seven, six seven. I want to say six 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 seven. Yeah. Because um, like the other play or good play, good role players they have besides my boy Josh Richardson because he's the best defender in the league. Kristaps Porzingis, Boban Marjanovic, Dwight Powell, 
um, Maxi Kleba, like they're all big players, right? And it's not it's not today's NBA games to be big anymore. If you want to look back 50 years down behind the 1980s, 1970s, yeah, they'd be like 10, 15 games or 500. But that's yeah. not the way the game is, right? You need shooters and you need to space the floor. So if I on it, if Rick Carlisle, you if you're listening, because I know you are, <laughs> oh. put Luca in the two or three and see what happens. Because if you don't make a deadline day deal for a point guard, you know JJ Barea is looking to come out of retirement. No, kidding. I think they could be a better team and they could be, you know, in the middle of the pack in the West rather than trying to squeak in as a seven, eight seed in the playoffs. Clip this, clip what you just said, put it on TikTok, make it go viral so Rick can hear. But um, yeah, I know he's, he's TikTok famous. I see his daughter's posts on a TikTok with him and Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. And I am. Um, and then Mark Cuban. And same with Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, yeah. Um, I respect for Mark Cuban and everything he's done with this organization too, but they're 10th right now. So like you said, they still be in the play. They're colder than Texas right now, but <laughs> they are all colder than Texas. And the team that's the thing is there's always like these games that are going to be have to made up um, later on in the season, or maybe like right away because of all the postponements and everything it, with the weather and COVID. So there's going to be a bunch of games to be made up and who knows, maybe those games might really make a huge difference when it comes to who play makes the playoffs and the play in tournament. Hopefully there's no points percentage. Like the probably was going to be in the NHL. Yeah. I think points percentage. It's the best way to look at it right now in the NHL. It doesn't matter with the North because the least best team in the league, but we're sticking to the NBA. The other Texas team that is on the underwhelming side of the spectrum is the Houston Rockets. Mm. Um, I, I still think that they're a very, very fun team to watch, but they're just not yep. getting Ws, to say the least. Um, John Wall, Victor Oladipo, and Demarcus Cousins just got his, his $2.7 million contract fully guaranteed today, so he's going to get paid yep. more than Cam Newton. Yeah, he is, and that's because Christian Wood is out, right? So he's stepping in. He's filling in into what he could have been, right? If, without all those injuries that happened to Boogie, I'd say he'd be a better big man than AD in today's game. But because of all the injuries and everything, obviously – that happens. You see it with D-Rose. You see it with so many players, and it's awful to see. Um, I wasn't a fan of Boogie just because of how much he talks and runs his mouth, but still, you can't deny that he's a great basketball player. So but he's you're a fan of Jason Tatum. He's a great basketball player, and uh, <laughs> where was I? Uh, but he, I think he's stepping in well for Wood. So, But the fact is, right now, they need to just play together, better together as a team, because they're only like 11 and 17, and like 11th in the West, so they need to step it up. But, I mean, they are a fun team to watch. They are a fun team to watch. Eric Gordon should be getting sixth man of the year voting. Um, should be, in my mind. If it's not voting Clarkson. Uh, yes. Uh, I think the last place team in all the NBA, besides the Minnesota Timberwolves, is the Washington Wizards. Uh, a lot of hype going towards the Wiz this year because they're bringing, they trade that huge trade in the offseason to bring in Russell Westbrook to reunite him with his coach, Scott Brooks, in OKC. Yeah, hasn't worked out very well for Washington. Um, a lot of out of sync. And when you have Beal in the nation's capitals, yeah, and Bradley Beal is playing an All NBA type season, and yeah. served served him right because he is an East starter for the All Star team, deservingly so. Should but be Mr. Triple Double. Was Russell Westbrook just doesn't like to play with anybody except for himself. Um, he's like he, he needs to be the primary playmaker, ball handler, shooter, rebounder, blocker, steal, and God is way. Score. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's just he doesn't want to be second fiddle to absolutely anything on any side of the ball, and it's just a recipe for disaster. I think he's a coach killer. 
Yeah, he might be. But when you think about it, when you hear about all that's all his teammates saying he was one of the best teammates of all time, right? And I don't know, maybe they're just saying that, but maybe he really does motivate those guys to play better and reach their fuller potential. But like you said, I see it too. I think a lot of people see it. He just wants to do everything. But the thing is, he can do everything, but it doesn't help you win games. And I think he just needs to play better and find ways to win games instead of just trying to pad your stats like he usually does. Mm-hmm. Stealing rebounds, stealing yeah. steals, no pun intended. Uh, the last team on this list, I will defer to you on this one. And that is the team that's on the top of your skull right now. Yeah. That is the Boston Celtics. And I put them on here too. It's not like Jay put them on here. I'm the one who put them on. They're 14 and 14, right up 500 and still at fifth place. Like we said, it's, it's close in the East. So they're able to be up there uh, in the East right now, but they need to play better. It's been underwhelming for them so far. Um, obviously Jason Tatum, he had COVID was out for a few weeks at the beginning of the season. He was injured and then he got COVID a few weeks later and was out for two or three weeks. So that was awful to see, but Jalen Brown stepped in nicely. I think um, they were winning a few games here and there. Uh, Marcus Smart out now too. So that's going to be tough. They, they're starting semi uh, over <laughs> since Marcus Smart. He's a hell of a college player. semi Ojale, SMU, yeah, go Stangs. But I think the most exciting player to watch other than the top two in Brown Taco and Fall. Tatum. Okay, other than Taco Fall is uh, Pritchard, bro. Pritchard just comes in. He nails threes. I love to see him play. He's grindy. He can pass the ball. Um, I think they, they they have all the pieces. Like they have Grant Williams, Time Lord there too, as their other big men for stepping in for Daniel Tice and they have Tristan Thompson. They have all the pieces. They just need to know how to win games and how to knock down their shots because right now they're just I'm watching and they're really inconsistent with how game by game, how much they're able to knock down their shots. So if they get more consistent at doing that, I think they'll win some games. And obviously they need to get better on defense. It's not the same defense that uh, Boston Celtics fans are used to seeing. So they step it up on the defensive end then they'll be good. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the decline in the uh, recent struggles at Boston has come with the season debut of one Kemba Walker. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. It did kind of start when Kemba came back into play. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded, honestly, at the mid-season or at the end of the season. I think they're just going to see how he plays this rest of the season. And if he doesn't live up to the expectations, the name may end up trading him. Bump up Pritchard. Should have kept, should have kept Scary Terry. Should have. So really go back to the All-Star Game starters. And we did put out a poll in the last week about if you agree with everybody being named on each of the team's starting rosters. Malcolm, who do you not like on the East roster? Then we'll move to the West in a second. Mm, okay, I'm just biased. I wanted Jalen Brown in there, but I didn't think he'd actually get in there because he obviously he's nowhere near some of these guys. With the East, honestly, I agree with the East. Um, I agree with Kevin Durant being in there. I agree with Giannis being in there. I don't think Kevin Durant should be a captain, though, just because of how many games he's missed and everything. I know he's still Kevin Durant, but there's some other guys who have stepped up big. Um, Giannis is being Giannis. He's just having an under-the-radar under, like, great season, as always. Um, Bradley Beal, like we mentioned before, he's been playing great. Kyrie Irving came in, he came in stepped in when Kevin Durant's out or when someone else is out, he's coming in, uh, stepping in. And then Joel Embiid, and I like I don't like Embiid, but the way he's playing, he deserves the All Star spot. So I'm not mad with this East. How about you? 
There's one guy I don't think I should be on this All-Star Game Starters list. And I know it's a popularity contest because it's, you get voted onto the All-Star Game Starters list. I don't think Kyrie Irving should be on the, the starters. You'd say that. Good. Um, he is probably one of the biggest a-holes in all of the NBA. Um, <laughs> I don't know how he gets votes, to tell you the truth, because I didn't he's the laziest, one of the laziest people I've ever seen him get at the side of the ball. Um, he just decides when he's going to play and when not to play. Um, mm-hmm. And he's a, like a, he's a defensive liability. I think one guy that should be there, and I am biased because I'm a Raptors fan. Fred Van Fleet should be a starter on this All-Star Game team because if you take Fred Van Fleet off the roster, the roster of the Toronto Raptors, I think they're going to blow because I know a lot of fan, a lot of fans have this tie to Kyle Lowry, and I'm sure if you watch the game on Thursday night, you know in the last 16 games without Kyle Lowry playing the Toronto Raptors, they are 14 and two. I don't think it's the same can be said if Fred Van Fleet does not play for the Toronto Raptors. I don't think and so. And if Kyrie Irving does not play for the Brooklyn Nets, oh, you only have Kevin Durant and James Harden to come on exactly. and turn it on. And James Harden's the guy who's doing almost everything for that team right now. So I would agree. I would put Fred Van Vliet over there too. I didn't vote for Kyrie Irving. Um, like not once did I vote for him. I didn't expect a lot of people to really vote him in. But you know, like fan votes are only worth 50%. And then it's the players and then the analysts or the GMs and whatever. So they obviously think Kyrie's worth deserving of that spot. So that's probably why, they, why he got in. Whatever. Uh, the West, I really don't see any way that you can look at saying that you're not surprised by the starting five in the West. I don't see really anywhere that you can deviate from it I can. because all of these guys really should be up for MVP conversation. Uh, the one the one change I would make, I think Steph, he deserves to be in there because the way he's been playing, no, he does deserve. He does deserve. Relax. Yeah, um, because he's that, he's that MVP candidate that's playing without their Robin, right? He's playing without Clay Thompson and he's still in the MVP talks. LeBron, he's in there. He's with AD. He has AD, but AD's injured now. So we'll see how he does, but it's LeBron. Jokic is playing great. He almost destroyed my Celtics. Luckily we won. He dropped 41 on our heads. Um, he's playing with Jamal. You have Kawhi Leonard, who's out right now too, but he's coming back and he's been playing great. But I would switch out Luka Doncic with Damian Lillard. And I think Damian Lillard is really deserving. I think he's probably the best point guard in the league today so the fact that he's not in is a real shock to me I voted for him every time I could get because I think he's really deserving of it and it's kind of a snub I he'll make the all-star game but I think he should have been an all-starter I think we were saying the same thing last year about how he didn't make the all-star starters list yeah. so he's, he's just gotta get the votes I don't know like that's not the Portland fans aren't coming out and voting for their home team players so I don't know it's tough he's made the conference finals when was that? 2019 against Golden State, and he yeah. took the Lakers to six games. And I think that was the best. That was the best. That was the hardest series for the Lakers. That was the first round last year in the bubble. Exactly. So one of the more more underrated teams, just because I think they play they play in Portland. I think that's the sole reason that if they didn't play in Portland, that they played like not to say they played in the big markets like LA and New York City, but if they play in the Eastern Time Zone where people watch their games. I think a lot of people more would vote for Dame. Yeah, I would think so too. Uh, most improved player list, we have number one. You put this one down, Jeremy Grant of the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, Jeremy Grant obviously coming over from, was it OKC last year? Um, so he came over, and the Pistons, obviously, they're not doing I think they're almost they dead last. They paid him a lot of cash. They did, but it didn't really – it has paid out for his uh, solo, in, like, uh, accolades and stats, but the team has not been great. They're, like, dead last in the league right now. Uh, but still, Jeremy Grant, that primary guy on the Pistons, 
I don't think a lot of people expected that. I know Steve-O is, Steven, our friend Steve-O, loves Jeremy Grant. I'm having a sportscasm. I'm having a sportscasm. Yeah, he's probably like, oh my gosh, Jeremy Grant, every time he hears his name. Um, there's a few non-believers in Jeremy Grant. Uh, like you said, Luca, our, our friend Luca, he does not believe <laughs> Jeremy Grant should be over as hyped up as he is. Who knows? Maybe next year, because there's no fans or anything, some players will deviate in their playing abilities. But uh, Jeremy Grant right now is proving that he's one of those guys that it's a go-to guy on his team. Yeah, he's absolutely balling out. He's got 23.8 points per game, which should be number one for sure on the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Without a question, but no the doubt. next guy on our list, Kevin Durant, for obvious reasons, you know, coming yeah. off a torn Achilles and that injury before the torn Achilles to play before game, playing game four of the NBA final, game five of the NBA final, excuse me, missing the yeah. whole season last year and no one knowing what was going to happen with Kevin Durant. He's going to come back and be the prolific score that we know he can be. Yeah. He's been, he's been nothing short of impressive to say the least um, to having a stint and having a stand with COVID for the season starting yeah. and missing multiple weeks due to COVID protocol. And again, um, recently and, too. <laughs> and he's an all-star starter. So I think a lot of people are really happy to see Kevin Durant back on the floor and doing Kevin Durant things. Because I don't think you can see any way you look at it. I don't think that he's hindered in any way, shape or form for any previous injuries that he's had. No, and I, it's probably like the most, one of the best things you can see in sports is someone who's torn their Achilles twice and they're coming back and having an MVP caliber season almost, like he's in that conversation right now, um, is insane to see. And you love him or hate him, you can't knock a guy for coming back from that injury and just doing the things that he's doing. So I'm impressed. I think all of the NBA is impressed with what he's doing right now. But kind of expected it. He's KD. <laughs> Good to see. Uh, again, you're talking about injuries, and the one coming off a broken hand last season is the chef, Steph Curry. Um, I think since he's had this broken hand, I think a lot of people have grown to be more fans of Steph Curry, one including myself. Same. Them, Golden State, and the Cavs doing it out for three straight, four straight seasons in the NBA Finals. Crazy. You go to not like this team very much, and since you've uh, – Steph Curry missing over 60 games last year with a broken hand. Um and then him coming back and just nailing every single shot that he can get his hands on is nothing short of remarkable. Uh, he's number two in fantasy point point guards in terms of rankings, and he's averaging just a measly 50.4 fantasy points per game. It's absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. Averaging a dead even 30 points per game, averaging five threes a game. Are you kidding it's me right nothing now? Nothing short of remarkable. Um, if he's not getting MVP talks, he should be getting most improved player talks or, or comeback player of the year, I should say. Comeback, yeah, for sure. Comeback player of the year, I think. So him and KD would be the one and two right there for what they've done this season. But I know this next player you want, I think you put this one down, is a former Celtic, former Utah Jazz member, uh, Gordon Hayward. And he's on the Charlotte Hornets now, right? And obviously Charlotte, they're playing pretty decent. I think they're eighth in the conference. And a large part is due to uh, Gordon Hayward. And he didn't get that opportunity in Boston to be that kind of guy to make those shots because you are you have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Kemba Walker and everyone. So the fact that he got to come here um, and do what he's doing with his team and with Lamelo Ball, Terry Rozier, I think he has a good team around him and he's just been flourishing with this team so far. MJ yeah, should be scary. Terry's been playing out of his mind as well. He's I think he's in the top 15 in fantasy point guards. 
And he's getting minutes, right? Because he usually got minutes in Boston for whatever reason. They didn't want to resign Terry Jury. In fact, Kemba Walker was a better idea. But what are you going to do, right? So uh, one other guy that me and you were not big believers on to start off the season, and he got paid for it, and we were shocked that he got paid for it, but he's proven people wrong. It's Christian Wood. Like you said, he's injured right now, but he's been playing yeah. very, very, very good basketball, to say the least, when he's playing. Um, he's probably the best player on the Houston roster before the James Harden trade. We brought in John Wall and Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. So Christian Wood is playing out of his mind. He should be getting most improved player talks. Uh, and hopefully we can see more of him this season. Yeah, I would love to see more of him this season because I have him in fantasy. But other than that, he's just been, when he's playing, he's playing great. When you had James Harden on him, him and Wood were a good duo. Then obviously Harden got traded. And uh, I don't know, he was on the Pistons last year. He kind of had a breakout a uh, few games in, like, in the bubble. Was he in the bubble? I don't even know. I don't think he was in the bubble. With the Detroit was terrible. There's no way. I, I, can't, I can't tell, but um, he, I, I didn't really think he was going to get signed big somewhere. I didn't think he was going to be as good as everyone was talking about him last year, but he's been better, um, and rightfully so. He he deserves that MIP talk right now, so hopefully he come. I think he's back. Not the MIP, like you said, the deep away? Pardon? Not the MIP, like you call it the deep away? The MIP. It's not the MIP, no. Um where was that? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, yeah, he should be coming back in like two weeks, I think, or one in two weeks. So hopefully we'll see him hit the floor and pick up where he left off. Uh, one of the guys on my team, Toronto Raptors, that should be in the talks for most improved player. Uh, if you want to give me a one-two, <laughs> it's Chris Boucher. He's been playing some unbelievable basketball coming off the bench, should be getting six-man talks as well. He's in the top 10 yes. for power forward centers in fantasy points. Uh, he's got 13.4 points per game and 6.8 rebounds per game. And you know what? He's kind of one of the ugliest jump shots in all of the NBA. He does. But he, he's averaging over a three and a half per game. So he's been putting on people's heads off. So you know he's hitting it from behind the arc. And I will keep saying it. En Francais, Chris Boucher for the six-man Oh, that's all I got for you in the French talk. Damn, that was cringe. Um, but I, I would agree with you that he deserves to be in there for the six man. And watching him play, in, especially in fantasy, uh, he's just been getting those blocks. He's hitting his threes. He's getting points. He's coming off. And when people are getting injured, he's stepping in and he's starting and he's playing a big role um, for this uh, team. J'aime la poutine avec des frites. I like my chips with the dip. I like poutine with the fries. That was better. That was better. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, Boucher does. I think is probably other than Jeremy Grant for MIP most improved player, not, not like come back the MIP. I think he's right up there with Jeremy Grant for the most improved player. Other than my guy on the Boston Celtics, we've mentioned already Jalen Brown, and I don't think a lot of people really believed in what Jalen Brown can do. And he kind of got to show people what he can do when Tatum went out at the beginning of the season and he dropped that 40 bomb. Um, I forget who it was against, but he dropped that 40 bomb and people were like, wow, Jalen Brown's actually really good. And, and he's been playing good ever since then. He's been playing good at the beginning of the season. He's been playing good last year, but he's been better this year. So he's one of those players. I think he, for, for the MIP, I think he'll be up there, but I, because of Boucher and Grant and how they've been playing this season, I think they're more deserving of being more improved than Jalen Brown, but Jalen Brown should still be in those talks 
and he has more games to prove it too. If you hear these people on the NBA on TNT and ESPN calling it the MIP, you already are first year up here for this. Moving into the defensive player of the year talks, and the guy who's probably the front runner for it is on the Milwaukee box number 34, Giannis. Can you say his last name for me, please? Because I just want to hear it. Antetokounmpo. Oh, okay. We're getting, we're getting better with it. Antetokounmpo, yeah. Uh, he's not. He's probably one of the more uh, shake your SMH kind of guys on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. On the free throws and beyond side yeah. of the ball. If you want to finasse this and you know, knocking on whatever time you shoot in a free throw for obvious reasons. But he's doing it everywhere you look at on the defensive side of the ball. He can pretty can guard one through five, no problems. Um, and he's just an absolute freak. You know, you want to look at his wingspan. It's unbelievable. He's swapping all over the place. Can you try to dunk on him? I don't think so. So he probably should be the front runner for the deep away. Yeah, uh, I, I hate to say it. And he's already won it last year again. So I don't want to see him win it. But he might, and he might get MVP too. So hopefully he doesn't get both back-to-back because I'm not a fan of the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, I respect Giannis's road to be to coming to the NBA after all he's been through in his life, but just not a fan of the Bucks. So I'm not a fan of Giannis. I'm, I'm just gonna do have and and my good friend Paul, who's the scammiest of scam artists in NBA fantasy, rigging the league, worst commish ever. I like um, Trevor, who you know he likes to rig the league too. So worse than Mel, worse than Mel. Um, his favorite team is the Bucks, so it just makes me want to hate Giannis even more. So I just don't have this great love for Giannis, but I can respect for what he does on the defensive end of the ball. Kind of a uh, coward, or no, what's the word? Not a coward. Uh, I can't tell him it, but you're pretty good. You're pretty up there with the scam artists too, aren't you not? Me. Me, yeah, you. Me. What scams? What scams? Are Buddy, you every time, every time I make a trade, I want this guy. You're gonna, you bully. No, better way of putting it, you bully people to make trades. Me, you. I've made Boy. like three, two or three trades all season, my guy. I'm not talking basketball, just in general. Oh, in football, fantasy. in football, in yeah, just sure. general. I agree with that in football, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, don't make trades with Malcolm on game days because he's going to require a, oh, please, please cancel the trade. Please veto, please veto. Thanks for lock it trade up. Please, no, Jay, please veto. Please. Maybe if you don't do it, it's rigged. It you don't veto, one, it's rigged. One, one time it happened. And you made the trade, all I'm going to say. My bad. Uh, multiple defensive player of the year, and he's still doing it, is from the Utah Jazz, the best team in the NBA, Mr. Rudy Gobert. COVID patient number zero in terms of celebrities getting it. Yep. Uh, he's still he's still doing it, COVID or not. He's still doing it on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, he's an absolute force in and around the rim. Just no one, I don't think anybody in recent memory has ever dunked on Miles or on Rudy Gobert. And no, it's keeping the Utah Jazz right up there in the West. He's, you know, before the Lakers, before the Clippers, powerhouses. So I think the Utah Jazz, I picked them to win the title. My sneaker pick last year. Last year you did. And a lot of people are noticing now that Jazz are for real. Yeah, and they've only lost five games this year. And uh, a lot of people hate on Rudy Gobert, don't like Rudy Gobert. But like yourself. Like myself, but uh, he's been playing good, and he obviously when he wants to a hypocrite. That's the word I was looking for. Oh my gosh! Oh, okay, okay. Um, when he won Depoy a couple years ago, oh my I don't God, think Depoy. I don't think he was deserving of it. I forget who else was in that conversation, but I remember the. St- I was looking at the stats. I don't think he deserved it. But this year, right now, he's up there and he's proving himself again. And the fact that the team is number one in the in the league um, just boosts the 
his value for the deep play? Uh, I take. I don't think centers. I think centers get more slack for defensive player of the year. They, they have the sexy numbers. Yeah, because they have all those rebounds numbers. and blocks. Yeah, blocks. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. Who they, should be always talked about in defensive player of the year is Pat Bev. Uh, he, he, he gets all defense. He gets all defense, Marcus but doesn't Smart. get deep point. Oh, here Marcus, we go. Marcus Smart. Yeah. We'll, we'll go on. We'll go the on. Another... Flopper, he, he's up there in my like top five of the biggest floppers in the NBA. Okay. He's right up. Well, I think Joel is number one, but. Um, LeBron number two. He's a, he's a close second. Yeah. LeBron. Smart is a close third. There, there's a few others. We'll have to look into that. I'll make Kyle a Lowry is probably Kyle, up there too. Get, don't look. Yeah. Kyle Lowry is maybe number one. My bad. Kyle Lowry could be number one. I forgot about all of his offensive charges he gets. Floppy, flop, flop. Okay, we'll go on with Depoy. Anthony Davis, he's been making a case for himself, but now he's injured. So I don't know if he's going to really <laughs> be making that case for two or three more out weeks. For a month. Yeah, out for a month. So it might be hard to get Depoy when you're out for a month and you've been kind of injured in the other games too and you're sitting out. So obviously a great defensive player, but uh, I don't think he'll really do much after to really boost his name for the Depoy. One player, obviously, though, Miles Turner, we already talked about um he's just a block machine uh he, he's been playing good for the uh what's the team the pacers yeah pacers <laughs> I was thinking of the team the pacers so far and why they've been doing so good is heavily because of miles turner and uh, i think isn't he like a kind of undersized center i can't tell he, how he's a reason he's, he's an average size how tall is he i don't even know we just want to see us and obviously but when i see him on the court he just looks smaller than every other like the other centers on the team <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just, I just want, I want one more point on the centers, especially on Rudy Gobert's side of things. For all the Rudy Gobert haters out there, does everyone remember when Steph Curry put him through the spin cycle not too long ago, a couple of years ago? Just like look at where on who? which way and wherever, and then he hits a three on, on top Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. one of like the funniest ankle breaker <laughs> moments of all time. Never mind. Miles is 6'11. My bad. I don't know. He just looks smaller on TV, I guess. All right. You just need to change prescriptions. It'll be okay. But the, the back to Depoy, ben, ben Simmons, uh, the East leading Philadelphia 76ers, should be up for this. Mm. Honestly, he's probably one of the hardest players to ever play against in 2K history, Ben Simmons. Oh, 100% he is. Yeah. I hate against Simmons in 2K. He can, definitely, he, are, he can guard one through five easily, put him 100%. against anybody in the league. He can guard them. Uh, and he plays the point guard position. Just don't let him shoot threes, and he is definitely a lock. Or defensive player of the year candidate for sure 100 coach of the year we got we're going to stick with the philadelphia 76ers and doc rivers yeah uh is there a turn in the, like philly was definitely you know there were no slouches in the last couple of years with brett brown at the helm but doc rivers has put them at the top of the east and definitely distanced themselves from the rest of the teams in the east with having an above 500 record which a lot of the teams in the East don't have right now. Like five teams that have it. And the team that they've assembled in Philadelphia with Doc Rivers, the staff has been, everyone knows the role and they shut their mouth. Like, you know, they have a got Danny Green and Seth Curry are one of the best sharpshooter tandems yep. in the league. I know Danny Green gets a lot of hate for, uh, for not hitting threes, but I was watching the game a couple of nights ago when they were playing and he was hitting the shots when they did him. You know, he's one of the better, better three-point players of the 21st century. Uh, he's got a couple rings to prove that. So 
and we, Seth Curry led the league last year in three-point percentage. That's true, he did. So they have some good weapons on the three ball, and they I don't think they really need Ben Simmons to be shooting that three. I'm pretty sure Doc doesn't want him to be shooting that three. He can do everything else. So you get your, you get your guys shooting your threes. You get Ben Simmons. Get and he's the and Tobias Harris whisperer. Exactly. Tobias Harris, I was going to mention. He knows how to get the most of Tobias Harris. So Doc Rivers, obviously one of the, I think one of the better coaches of all time, doing a great, great thing in Philadelphia right now, even though I hate them, hate seeing them win. Uh, the next one is, I don't agree with the coach of the year conversation. I'm not going to put him on here. Steve Nash. I was going to say, I don't agree either, but I was just, I put him on there because he's one of those top guys who are up for coach of the year, but I don't agree with you. Either. I don't agree with it either. Uh, they can't stop a nosebleed to save themselves. Anything like, I know everyone talks about defense wins championships. If defense doesn't win your regular season game, defense will win you regular season games too. Because you yeah. can put up 130 points a night like the Brooklyn Nets are doing, but you can also give up 131. So Like against the Cleveland Cavaliers when Colin Sexton dropped. Back-to-back games. Exactly. Exactly. So I know a lot of people are saying now that AD's out for a month that, oh, Brooklyn is going to be the favorite to win the NBA championship. They got to prove something else on the defensive side of the ball if they want to win the Larry O'Brien trophy. And whether that's Steve Nash or whether that's going to be Mike D'Antoni whispering in Steve Nash's ear or your boy, because, you know, you wanted to name the whole coaching staff a couple of months ago on Spirit Australia. Amari Stoudemire. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Just, just kind of throw it out there. Another NBA great in there. So, yeah, three good coaches. Well, you can't not name them. Okay, whatever. Go move along. Yeah, thank you. The, another a team, a coach who should be getting some votes this year, Nate Bjorgren. You already mentioned his name from the Indiana Pacers. Um, first year head coach, like Nick Nurse when he won coach of the year. Uh, and you know, he's kind of had the pieces in Indiana to work with. So they kind of, you probably should expect them to make the playoffs, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the playoffs to see exactly. what ends up in voting for coach of the year for Mr. Nate Bjorkman, because they've been making the playoffs for the last couple of seasons, but we got to see what happens when it, the games actually count in the playoffs. I was going to say like if they get past me that first, second round, mate, Boost them even more because, and you know, they haven't been able to do that with Nate McMillan um, and Bjorkren. I didn't even know he was on the Raptors a long time ago. Not even going to lie. But to see him coming from the Raptors organization and coming out of there and coaching this team and doing such a good job, I think he's one of those names that should be up there for coach of the year. I'd say Doc Rivers, him one and two for me right now. Yes. And the former coach of the Los, or now new coach, excuse me, of the Los Angeles Clippers, Teron Liu. Yep. Again, some looks at for the coach of the year. Uh, again, I think I can get coach of the year if I have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on my team. Just saying. Tyloo, you know, he's got it pretty easy, I would say, as a head coach in the NBA, not to put anything bad on his name because he's got a ring that I don't. Because he had LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love in Cleveland, and he got turfed 30 games into the season where he didn't have LeBron and Kyrie. So, I think now maybe he just knows how to get the best out-of-star players, which yeah. kudos to him. Doc Rivers couldn't because they couldn't get out of the second round. So maybe if we see the Clippers-Lakers Western Conference Finals that everyone wanted to see last year, Toronto can win Coach of the Year. Yeah, and like you said, I don't think he can do much when he doesn't have those star players, but he can get those star players to play great uh, basketball. And when everyone's healthy on this Clippers team, who knows, they might be a real 
Uh, right now, I think they are a real big force to reckon with, with right now. When you have Pat Bev, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard all healthy, I think it will be a really good team to watch. Right. So we've rambled on a lot about the players who have been really stand out in the East and the West. There's some other players that we just haven't talked about at all in the episode. One of them being the Vooch, Nikola Vucevic yes, from sir. the Orlando Magic. Deservingly got paid this summer. Um, I think you should be getting the trade out of Orlando because I think that's a waste of talent right now of what yeah. Vooch has to offer. Yeah, honestly. and I, Should the Raptors go for Vooch? They need that big man. I think. Come on, baby. Drummond. Yeah, I know you guys are probably going to get Drummond. But Vucevic has been playing lights. So I have him in both of my fantasy leagues. I have him in both. So that's why I've been paying close attention to what he's been doing. And he's just been playing amazing. And and now Aaron Gordon injured too. He's kind of have to step up. And some other names have to step up. But Vucevic is really that that guy. And he's that big man. Obviously, you have to shoot the three nowadays. And he's one of those guys who can do it consistently. And he can hit those fadeaways too. And he, he's good on the defensive end as well. So I think he's one of those players that doesn't get a lot of recognition because he's on one of those lower-end uh, level teams. Yeah, so it's one of the more wasted talents in the NBA for sure. Uh, yeah. And a team, a guy who's took a lot of smack, especially last year, Julius Randle is playing yeah. some unbelievable basketball out in New York. Uh, the first couple of weeks, is, he was putting up historic numbers in terms of points, rebounds, assists. Still uh, is. More than, yeah, so he is arguably the best player right now in New York. Him and RJ have mm-hmm. been playing very, very good basketball. And Coach Tibbs, I think, has a lot to do with that. So maybe we should put him in Coach the Year conversation. Honestly, I, I even think about that. He should be up there because of the way they've been playing. And he's been getting this great basketball, Julius Randle. I've been always seeing, like, he has, he's averaging more points than AD. He's getting more boards uh, than Joel Embiid. He has a better three-point percentage than Steph Curry, I think, right now. Um, so he's been playing really good basketball and, uh, I don't know if he's getting the recognition he deserves too, but these are just some of the players that really are standing out and, uh, we want to mention them because he's, well, he's just one of the players I like to watch in basketball right now. Cause he's yeah, so conferences to the West now. And one guy got called out by Shaq for, uh, for whatever oh, yeah. reason, we had to fire him up, I guess. And it's that's the cool. Utah jazz point guard, Donovan Mitchell, who should be an all-star this year, the way he's been playing. You want to talk about Damian Lillard being a snub for all-star game starters. I think Donovan Mitchell should be a snub for an all-star game starter because nobody on the first place team in the NBA is an all-star game starter. Really? Well, look at the play, look at the look at the rosters. Yeah, no Rudy, no Donovan. Wow. That's crazy. That's kind of insane. Maybe they're like, oh, since they're first, they're playing so well as a team and not one player standing out. Donovan's been playing amazing. He's been playing really good. He kind of had that slow little rough patch, I think maybe a few weeks ago, but in the beginning and up in like since then, he's been fantastic for the team. And it's, he's a huge reason why they're first place in the, in the league. Uh, one the other huge reason why they're the best team in the league, more unsung heroes. Again, probably more underrated point guard, his whole NBA career. He happens to hail from the, Ohio State University, who happened to be fourth in the United States in college basketball, I'll have you know. Should be a number one seed in the March Madness. We've got this coming month. Exactly. Thank you very much. Exactly. Very, wait, very excited for that. Is Mike Conley. Oh, He's yeah. He's playing unbelievable basketball right now. He's hurt, but he honestly, again, should be getting all-star conversations as well. Never made one. so Never, Which is baffling, because if you remember as a kid, those Memphis Grizzlies teams were no joke in the yeah. early 2010s. Him and Marc Gasol were the original duo. 
This Unbelievable. And the, probably the best defender of that era, you want to talk about Memphis Grizzlies basketball, is Tony Allen. Oh, Absolute oh, yeah. stud on the defensive side of the ball. It's too bad he couldn't do anything else but play defense. But Tony Allen was an absolute – you want to talk about clamps. He should have that trademark beside his name. <laughs> um, one, the, one player that I think is getting kind of like less media coverage, and they may be because LaMelo Ball is in the league nowadays, is Zion Williamson. And not a lot of people are talking about what Zion's doing this year. Obviously, they're not in the playoff spot right now, but he's still putting up good numbers. He's putting up 25 points, three assists, uh, six boards. Uh, he's not, he's like shooting 61, six, I think 62% from the field right now. So I think he should be getting a lot more recognition that he was obviously after last year, he's the big rookie, right? He's the next LeBron. Everyone's calling him the next great one. Um, and he had to know he was injured and everything came in. He was playing good. He's playing better this season. So I think a lot of people should really be focusing on what Zion's doing. If you didn't catch it the other night, I think John Morant tried to go up and dunk on Zion and it just wasn't happening. He got, Jaw got the foul, but it just, I don't think, I don't know what was going through Jaw's head if he thought he could dunk on Zion Williamson. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the matter of the fact that Zion's playing in New Orleans rather yeah. than a hot market team. Uh, Facts. New Orleans, Pelicans organization in general, I think is a joke just because the same ownership owns the New Orleans Saints. And I think they treat their NBA players way less than they treat NFL players. And I think that's why you say Anthony Davis and Marcus Cousins get hurt so much as they did in New Orleans. If you want, I know Zion didn't get hurt in the regular season, but yeah. you want to chalk that up to maybe getting treatment for injuries. I think New Orleans just needs to get that reputation out whether that's invest more into your organization or just figure out the hierarchy in that organization too, because I think if yeah. you want to have Zion play there for the entirety of his career, something's got to change. And they did something good. David Griffin is now the GM and president of basketball ops. So he was the GM and basketball president of basketball ops when the Cavs won 2016. So that is a step in the right direction. But I don't think that if, if we want to keep Zion here for the entirety of his NFL career, NFL, NBA career. He should be playing in the NFL the size of him, seriously. But I think it's just going to be a struggle to have him sign long-term if he's going to keep getting injured. And just the treatment that they put, that they show is not a recipe for success. If you want to be winning chips and getting banners, I'm top of the Smoothie King Center. And I think New Orleans is one of those teams that people are talking about maybe moving to Seattle. And because I know Seattle is going to get a new team probably in a few seasons and they're going to bring back the supersonic. So hopefully, obviously the management, the ownership doesn't want to move. They don't want to move out of new Orleans because they believe that they can create a good fan base there. And, and the owners on the saints, the owners on the saints. So they're going to have to yeah, out. So, yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope Zion uh, doesn't have a waste of a career because he is, uh, everyone knows it. He's a huge talent. He shouldn't be wasted. Mm -hmm. And speaking of huge talents, the other guy in Phoenix, who's been doing it besides CP3, is Mr. Devin Booker, Mr. 60, 70 point night, closest to Kobe. Yes, your Boston Celtics. I have one that every time I see you. <laughs> still got the loss. Yeah, you're right. Still got the loss. But Devin Booker should be poised for his first playoff appearance in his NBA career this season. And deservingly so. Him and CP3 have definitely one of the best backcourts in the NBA this season. And he's got, again, we talk about limitless range. Devin Booker is definitely on that conversation. Him shooting the logo every chance he gets and draining him. You know, he's been playing very, very, very good basketball, to say the least. 
Yeah, and with the help of Chris Paul probably coming in there and giving him pointers and talking to him about how to play the game properly, who wouldn't love to play with Chris Paul, right? So I think he's ex excited to be able to play with the point guard. And then he has this big man, DeAndre Ayton, there too, who he can pass it to. He, DeAndre Ayton can get the dunks. Ayton can pass it to Booker whenever he's open. So I think they've created a good team there in Phoenix. And I like Devin Booker, even though he dropped 70 on the Celtics ever since then, or even before that, I liked him. He wasn't like I hated him because he dropped 70 on us. I respected that. And he's really good at basketball. So hopefully they, I want them to make a deep run in the playoffs this year. So hopefully Phoenix is able to do that. Yeah. I think we should start seeing the CP three effect now, just because yeah, like what he's doing right now with Devin Booker, but what we're seeing this year with Shea Gills as Alexander, right? He's had, he played yeah. one year with CP3, and SGA is in the top 10. I think he's fourth or fifth fantasy points for point guards. So he's, oh he's, he is he is the guy in LKC because, I mean, him and Lou Dort, good Canadian combo. I've been playing pretty good basketball in recent memory for the OKC Thunder. But he's, came, he's really coming to his own. Uh, could be up for all-star, honestly, the way numbers he's been putting up. But CP3, you know, doing some pointers to some – Really, really good young studs in the NBA and passing them the wisdom as deservingly he should be doing as a veteran point guard. Yeah. He'll be one of the better players to never have a championship. Hopefully not. Honestly, I hope he wins his chip before he retires. Mm -hmm. Deserves that's it. Let's hope so. So that does it better for teammates too. Yeah. That does it here for the NBA midseason rankings for Pure Finesse. We're going to be doing an NHL mid-season rankings as well if Malcolm can unfreeze himself but yeah that'll happen in, in a couple of episodes but stay tuned we still have the NFL free agent countdown coming um, no news yet on your boy JJ Watt and where he's going to be going Dak Prescott maybe getting franchise tagged in Dallas so we'll keep your eyes keep your eyes peeled for all that news coming up because we're only a couple months away from the NFL draft which a lot of buzz talking about who's going where who's going yes and the contracts and how much who's winning what trade and who's winning this trade and all the money being talked around right now. So you don't want me to sit here. I'm here for now. So until then, it's Jacob. And Cole.